Folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowout. This is our weekly bonus episode available to Patreon subscribers only. I'm Mike, along with Jeff. Hey. And we got Tim. What is up? And we are the Sloppy Boys. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, you might be wondering how this show is different from uh, the main feed podcast. This is a little, it's a blowout, basically. It's a bonus blowout bonanza. Uh, it's just a little extra for you if you want to join the Patreon. and We can leave it at that. It's a blowout. Yeah. Say no more. They're, they're probably saying listening to yes. this. Yes. I like, like blowouts. We get it. Yeah, they probably shut off. <laughs> I think that the whole thing, the main feed show is always about a cocktail. It's, you know, the listeners are a bunch of drunks. Mm-hmm. On this <laughs> show, you can we can just broaden it up a little bit. Oh, we can... oh, then they take after the hosts, I see. Come on. Oh, hey, no. And I like that we can talk shit about the main feed podcast on the Patreon. Hate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that show. It's not funny. Did you hear how I what I said about the Tom Collins drink in the main feed? What an idiot I was. Yeah, but here, is, I can be disgusting. myself. I don't have to be so stuck up about the drink. And the blowout here, we're going to do not so much drinks, but we're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to get a little loosey-goosey with the chit-chat. Uh, we, we might we might bring up a drink or two, if in a movie yeah, we're sure, watching, sure. Uh, we might uh, see somebody drink a beer and we'll say, okay, let's talk about that beer for just a second. Yeah, it's very possible that we'll see somebody drinking a beer. Right. I mean, I was thinking about drinking a beer during the show, and then I didn't. You can. You can. Hey, yeah, the listener at home too, they can as well. I would only suggest this: if you're listening in a car, do not drink. Uh, if you're at home or at a bar, I would drink along to this show. Tim, we wouldn't have a podcast called a blowout if my dog couldn't have a beer <laughs> here's the thing we owe the blowout. that much blowout is also a word for when you uh you know you got long beautiful hair you go to dry bar uh-huh. and you get you get a blowout right and then you're going to the prom yeah so a lot of people are probably listening because they're they think that that's what this is the show and they're welcome to too i blow dry my hair every once in a while yeah you blow it i i just got a haircut recently uh pretty short and the last, right before the guy, uh, the barber went in to get cut, and he said, "You sure you don't want to do just a blowout with your longer hair?" I said, "No, cut the whole thing off." <laughs> He's now was he referring to a Patreon series? Yeah, he put instead of uh, scissors in his hands, he had a microphone. He's like, "Are you sure you still want to record a blowout here in the barber shop?" I said, "Ah, probably not, because I don't have the the Zoom set up with the guys." He was like, no, I could do that for you, man. I could get this all set up. It would be maybe you and me do a blowout. I was like, well, I don't really know your, uh, I don't even know your name. <laughs> Mike, I love the do. It's a real good cut. And yeah, Thanks. I feel like in the old days, we all had names for our haircuts. Did this one, uh, did you ever have a name for your haircut? This is a, br- no, uh, are you talking about the uh, Brewston Chop or the Rude Barbara? That Jeff's was the was the Bruce the Bruceton chop because it looked it was blunt. It looked like one big knife that was the shape of Jeff's head came out and chopped it down all of the one. Very angular. And then mine was the Diane because for a while I, it was kind of, it had a, it was kind of like wide and round. And, uh, <laughs> My hair is usually just floppy, longer flop hair. 
Yeah. My trend usually is just like grow it out real long and then get a real short haircut and then grow it out long and then get another short. Tim, do you remember when you went to the barber shop? No, it wasn't even a barber shop. Who was that lady that cut your hair in like the back of her store? <laughs> yeah. Back of it a clothing a, store, right? It was a Russian lady in the back of a clothing store and it was an $8 haircut. Yeah. So like, it was like a consignment store, right? Like where people would bring old clothes to resell. Yeah. And she didn't want to cut my hair. I just sort of, you know. You would walk around, look at the clothes and bat your eyes at her. And she'd be like, oh, this guy wants another haircut. This guy. <laughs> There's a bit of a language barrier, but also she she was trying to ask me what was wrong with my face. <laughs> my face, right? Is that what you were thinking? She, yes, this is what I was trying to get to. You didn't want to bring it up. That's very nice like, of you, Jeff. Sat down in the chair and she was looking at me, looking at me in the mirror. She's like, "What happened?" Yeah, and she goes, "What happened?" You know, I at first I thought she was quoting Fred Willard in uh, A Mighty Wind. Hey, what uh-huh. happened? You know, of course. And then, <laughs> no, uh, I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "What happened? What happened? What happened to your face?" And she held her her two hands like to the corners of her jaw, and then was like pointing to my jaw because mine is too big, <laughs> and I, I felt bad because. I mean, I, she, here she was making me humiliated, but instead I was worried about her feelings that I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to be too shocked or offended. So I said, "Yeah, I know it's my face. It's." Because what she was referring to is not just the size of my big jaw, but that it is asymmetrical. On my left side, there's more of a corner. It's really only big. My jaw is only huge on one side, and it's not on the other. And my theory is that when I sleep at night, I lay my little head on the pillow on my right cheek, and I think every night it pushes my jaw out of whack. You don't flip sides at all? Oh, I'm tossing and turning every night. So your theory's bunk. I've seen you sleep, Tim. I've never seen somebody grind their head into their pillow so hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm pushing it. Well, it's a heavy head, too, so that's that's happening. Did she say, am I wrong here? Did she suggest it was maybe, or she thought it was maybe a bee sting? Yes. I think yeah. the answer, when she looked at my face and said, what is wrong? She, I think the answer she was going for was bee sting, uh, so, which would have <laughs> led to a fun conversation. So maybe she, she wasn't being mean, <laughs> but... That was my last $8 haircut from that lady. And then, but I did feel like my jaw, it's a, this is why I try to keep a couple extra pounds on me. Is <laughs> so when I get the thinner I am, the more apparent. If I'm like cleanly shaven and slim, and slim for me is still not slim, but it's more, it's way more apparent. So, like, uh, I have like a, a good, uh, incentive <laughs> to, to, to let my up. neck get a little chubby to hide what's going on under there <laughs> sometimes i, I th- i'm like at a restaurant and they're like sir would you like some more and i like well i don't want some but bring out a couple more steaks aesthetically i should have one uh one time um you guys ever been to the great greek the restaurant in the san fernando valley i thought that was your name I, that's why I went there. No, me and Jessica were eating dinner there, and the waiter looked exactly like me <laughs> to a T. And he he had my same face and everything, but he had my same posture. And he was wearing a vest that was a little too tight on him. And I was saying to Jessica, like, see, this is why I don't wear vests. I don't like three-piece suits. See how, how that fit, <laughs> fits him? Uh, so, you know, if you uh, – that can be – I'm not much of a fashionista, but if you keep an eye out for um, – restaurant server who has your body type you can kind of get a sense of what clothes work or don't work they should reboot the parent trap but instead of having it be uh two little girls one british and one american it's two middle-aged guys and one lives in the valley and one lives in <laughs> la proper <laughs> they we, switch sides we, we switch lives and uh just jessica doesn't notice but i'm a little uncomfortable in the vest yeah. like you need to learn how to like bus tables and all that i could do it 
I, 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 did, I waited a table. Hey, speaking of movies. Yeah, hey, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, well, speaking of, well, speaking of waiting tables, how about we get into what we're doing today? Yeah, baby. Well, tonight, we told you it was going to get a little off the wall, uh, not necessarily about cocktails. Tonight's episode, what am I saying tonight? Today's episode. <laughs> Take it again. Yeah. Well, let's get to what we're doing here in the blowout tonight. <laughs> Tonight's right. fine. They can listen tonight. Today, we're discussing a movie. <laughs> the year? 1988. The director? Roger Donaldson. The stars? Mr. Tom Cruise, Elizabeth Shue, and a guy who looks a lot like Wayne Gretzky named Brian Brown. <laughs> the movie tonight is Cocktail. <laughs> I remember uh, on the posters, it was weird when they said all the names on the movie posters said the guy who looks a lot like Wayne Gretzky. Because at the time, the Oilers were winning all the Stanley Cups, and they said, we got to cash in on this. <laughs> in 1988, Cocktails, Tom Cruise, based on the novel by Haywood Gould. Here's the movie synopsis from Apple, if you've never seen it. I, I would say, if you've never seen this movie, I would pause this, watch the movie, and then come back. Or, I, I think just, we this is not a thing we even really decided, but... This movie, let's be honest, if you haven't watched it, maybe we'll spoil something, but it doesn't matter. It's a stupid, yeah, that's fun, it's, it's not, we're not ruining anything. Right. If someone told me the end of this movie, I would be like, well, I, this doesn't make any sense with the way the movie begins, no, so no. you'd be the bottle, The bottles fly around. You knew that going in. Right, right, right. So, well, then I, maybe I won't even read the synopsis. No, you have to. You have to. All right, here's the synopsis, the way Apple.com tells it. Tom Cruise is electrifying as Brian Flanagan, a young, confident, and ambitious bartender who, with the help of a seasoned pro, becomes the toast of Manhattan's Upper East Side. But when he moves to Jamaica and meets an independent artist, Elizabeth Shue, their vivid romance brings a new perspective to the self-centered bartender's life. Nice. And then I added this. And oh, what a magical film it is. Oh. Uh, Had you guys seen this before? I had seen it. Yeah. I, not, I think we saw it together, didn't we? I think, yeah, Jeff, I think you and I uh, watched it together once. But it's one of those ones I had not seen for a long time, but you get, get like a lot of people talk about it or there's like references to it. Definitely like the, the bartenders throwing the bottles around was. Oh, yeah. And my mom had the soundtrack. I remember that vividly. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is Kokomo, baby. Yeah, that was my, my way into this movie was that I had the cassette single of Kokomo. Remember a little, just a little tape with three minutes of music. On yeah. It. And I love, I love that song, but I remember like, look at the cassette was the movie poster and I didn't see the movie for 20 something years after that. But I do remember looking at the tape and be like, yeah, now that's a movie. That's so funny to think of a little <laughs> kid listening to Kokomo. Cause it's like such a romantic song and like, you know, t- two lovers on a white sandy beach type of, vibe. I needed a break from life. I wanted to get away. I was in the back of a minivan. <laughs> also, uh, probably my first exposure to to Beach Boys, I mean, I'd probably heard like Good Vibrations or whatever, but mm-hmm. I loved Kokomo when it came out. And like now that's known as like the bad era of the Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, because that's not that's not written by Brian Wilson, but it is like their highest charting hit or longest charting hit. So it's a weird thing in the band. Do we know if it was written for this movie? It was. It was like not only was it written for this movie, it was written for this specific part of the movie. When they go down to Jamaica. When they go to Jamaica. Yeah. So why'd they make up a fake island? They should have just said down in Jamaica. <laughs> well, the first line is Aruba, Jamaica. 
Aruba, oh. Jamaica. <laughs> so why did they say Aruba? <laughs> hey, take Just, it up with Mike Love. Here's what I would I would have started, not to get too bogged down in musical stuff, but I would have started on a half rest. And mm-hmm. then just come in late with Jamaica. <laughs> you know what song this reminds me of is, you know, the the Four Seasons, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, which is the band. I haven't seen uh, Jersey Boys, but they're the, the boys in Jersey Boys. Uh-huh. They had all these hits a long, long time ago. That's whatever you call it. What do you call that? Doo-wop. And then way later, they had a hit song that was, Oh, what a night, late December, back in... And it sounds nothing like their other music. I feel like this is kind of the, the Beach Boys version of that. I thought that was a Billy Joel song for a long, long time. Me too, because of the piano. Yep. That's probably who they were ripping off. And it sounded kind of like... It reminded me of... I thought it was off the album River of Dreams. Maybe I just heard him at the same time. And it was a hit in the 90s, even though it's a song from... Uh, I don't know when. When is it originally from? Nobody knows. The 60s? But like the, the but like they 70s? that was a uh, that was a fixture of like junior high dances for me. Was that song? <laughs> That's funny. Well guys, let's take it back to the beginning of Cocktail. Well, this week this you know, this movie starts out a little funky. A little uh, weird. Yeah, a little strange. There's a bus traveling down a country road and a car, a sedan full of we don't know it yet, but Couple guys, we don't think what they are yet, but a bunch of guys and Cruz, Tom Cruise, he pops out of the sunroof. They're cruising up next to the bus, and he's telling the bus, "Pull over!" And the bus listens to him. <laughs> yeah, and I'm happy you pointed out that we didn't know who those other beings were until we saw it was a bunch of guys. Because I was also, oh, I see Tom Cruise, but what are those other shapes in the car? Well, what I meant was when when the door opens. They come out and they're all like army cadets. They're all in like yes. army uniform. Yes. Which yeah. it's like so his army buddies brought Tom Cruise to catch up to this bus and the bus stops and they do a real cool I'll see you later, guys, as he's walking backwards yeah. into the bus. And yeah, they're like they pushing the him bus. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe for a second that Tom Cruise has friends and has hung out with a group of people. The way that they're acting around him and the way that he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom so, Cruise in He this was just movie. made in a lab. Oh, we'll get into oh, it. We'll, we'll get into he, it. When? On this on this podcast or in a future episode? <laughs> he is a weirdo in this movie. He's like, anytime he's cutting loose, it's so strange. It's very stiff. It's very yeah, stiff, it, but he's Knowing like what we know now big. about Cruise. Yes. Yes. Well, it's funny because like I saw the I saw when he danced on the sofa with Oprah before I saw this, and it's like, oh, that's how he just kind of dances stiffly. What's the um, there's a a dance clip from him that's become a meme that's maybe like MTV Beach House or that's what I'm no, it's uh, search Tom Cruise uh, BET. Be, it's Tom Cruise on BET. And it's the best because uh, he kind of holds his fists out. He's promoting and- a Mission Impossible. <laughs> And he holds his fists out as if he's riding a motorcycle and sort of dances and people are cheering for him. It's the it's the stiffest, weirdest thing. It's the smallest the smallest amount of body movement that could qualify as dancing. But I do I mean I feel for him because I feel like I'm not much of a dancer, but I also know it's like no one wants to be a grumpy guy who doesn't dance. So if I'm if I'm at a wedding and everyone's like, Tim, you gotta dance, man, <laughs> I I pretty much do that. But I don't have TV cameras on me. That is the worst for everyone to just be looking at you. And he's just sort of marching a little bit. <laughs> oh, he's a dork. It's so funny in this movie. He's he's like stiff when he's dancing around and like laughing and stuff. But he's also it's like 
he's the only one who could get away with that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean? It's like a signature Tom Cruise where he like does that like <laughs> laugh. It's I. It's uh. It's enga- very engaging. I thought. Well, well, that's what you got to understand about Brian Flanagan, his character. Yes. Yeah. This guy yeah. is an army brat. Just an army guy. I think army brat means your father was in the military. Right. You move around <laughs> or, a lot, or that you move from yeah base to base. Brian Flanagan is an army guy, fresh out of the uh, service. Uh huh. And he goes back to. We think New York, right? New York, yeah. Definitely New York, yeah. And his, uh, his whole thing is he wants to be rich. He wants to be a successful guy. And his dream is to just, like, have a million-dollar idea. Right. He has yeah. no desire. He has no, like, drive or talent or desires. <laughs> he just wants to come up with a million-dollar idea. Jeff, it's funny to say, like, uh, and we think New York. <laughs> it's like the whole movie is about being in Manhattan. <laughs> oh, okay. Specifically, uh, Upper East Side, Manhattan. They, they talk about that culture. So <laughs> Every shot of the skyline is the Twin Towers and the Empire State Building. <laughs> we're pretty sure this is a, a, a city in New York, at least. Well, we're old fact check, and we'll get back to you. We should do All live right. fact check. I had to put you on blast, Jeff. That's going to happen from time to time. Here on, the Here on the blowout. Here on the blowout. It's a blowout blast. I just got my ass blown out. <laughs> Uh, Mike, tell us about how he meets Doug Coughlin. He meets, oh yeah, so so Cruz goes on a bunch of uh, job interviews because he wants to make a million dollars. So where does he start? Wall Street. And uh, you see him in a nice suit, and he like, it's this funny montage of just uh, uh, interviewers being like, I don't think you're right here. <laughs> I don't think this works for you. Try advertising. Then he's got advertising uh, interviews. No, it doesn't work. We need references. We need a, you need to have a college degree. And just a bunch of people saying no. And then he decides to wander into a bar that has a help wanted sign, and he meets Doug Coughlin. That montage where people are saying no. I, I would just I read the Wikipedia page, and this novel was written by Haywood uh, Gould or whatever, was actually a bartender in New York, and he wrote this novel about his uh, time there and everything. So it is, to him, he's passionate about it, but... I was shocked to find that out because that that moment in that screenplay feels like a non-New Yorker writing. It's like what I would write if I were being like, he's in a job interview in Wall Street because he wants to be a stockbroker. And then they're like, no, you don't fit around in here. You should try advertising. And then it cuts to Madison yeah. Avenue. And then it's like, I would like to be in advertising. And they're like, no. So it's... it's Have it's, you tried the networks? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I, I will say this movie does move fast for as for not being like... Uh, well, this was the go, go, go 80s, baby. Yeah, well, it helps, yeah. It, it helps to move fast when all the interviews are suggesting the next play. Uh, <laughs> yeah. next, no, that doesn't happen ever. They don't tell you what street to go as, uh, join <laughs> yeah. a different industry. His thing about be- wanting to make a million and stuff like that is also this overstretch of, we just want to see the bottles flying around. People are listening to us talk because they're like, hey, that bottle flying around movie? Yeah. And you, you, the thing with this movie is there's not that much bottle flying around because they were trying so hard to make it like, what's the word for like, like a Bill Dung's Roman? What? A Bill Dung's Roman. I think it's like a... Is that a, a is that a like, drink? It's like it's like a no, I wish. I'm trying to think of a word <laughs> Give me that's two like Bill Dung Romans. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of classic literary version of a coming of age story, but but they this movie is trying to place it in a time and place and be like so that everyone would the press on this movie would be like, "Oh my god." I mean, this this is a Reagan era movie. Oh, we I hate all those yuppies in Manhattan who are trying to make a million. Oh yeah, this had and some of that. Have you seen that? There's like two different 
Michael J. Fox movies that are like that and like any and Wall Street. And there's a whole genre of like 25 year old guy in Manhattan because this is and and you're always like rolling your eyes because they're eating sushi or whatever. <laughs> but I feel like this movie was was uh, they thought they had to root the fun bottle flying in something that was like really distinct to their generation. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Well, it's so I also nuts. I also wonder uh, if the book was good. Because this movie came out after Top Gun. This does not seem like something Tom Cruise should be wasting his time on after Top Gun. That's crazy. Well, the book... I didn't know that. The book apparently didn't have any of, like, the bar, the bottle flipping and stuff. And then it was like, they got... Cruise was interested in doing the movie. He signed on and was like, oh, okay, so this is going to be a Tom Cruise movie. He can do... We're going to make it focus on him and Elizabeth Shue rather than, like, the interesting... I don't know what's interesting about that. Would have been but... a good book if there if there was a long drawn out bottle flipping scene. Yeah. And bottle then flips once. Co- and twice. Coggins Coggins picks up the vodka and it <laughs> it th- rolls over three times. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you know Hanford's law. Hanford's law is uh, never let a bottle roll over more than three times. Well, you wouldn't be fit to uh, serve at Flanagan's TGI Fridays. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's a funny reveal too. That um, the bar that Cochran works in is a TGI Fridays. So that's weird because I had heard this thing that TGI Fridays, the first TGI Fridays in Manhattan, and I don't know if it's uh, the one on the Upper East Side or if it's more of like a Times Square location. It was known as the first sort of like singles bar where like you could be like like a woman on her own going there to look uh, for a date or something wasn't frowned upon it was like hey it's this Whoa. i don't even know what year this is but I, I i feel like that's the legacy behind the tgi fridays so this one it feels just like kind of like a saloon it doesn't feel like the tgi fridays we know now no it's rowdy it's rowdy yeah. as hell it's so rowdy and he has this idea to start a chain of bars so maybe it's kind of like hey that's what happened to tgi fridays there's a great yeah that's what i thought too and that uh, the professor really makes fun of him for that idea um fun fact they the two actors tc and brian brown were trained by a real life tgi fridays bartender in la named john bandy bandy they were one of bandy's boys they were working with bandy oh my god the bandy's boys are huge he was on the movie for three months he was with them <laughs> <laughs> he was with them in new york toronto and jamaica when they start flipping the bottles, you start noticing like every time they touch a piece of glass ever, anywhere in the movie, they're like flipping it around to themselves. Yeah, it's like they're taking their work home with them. <laughs> Mainly watching this movie, I was like, the thing that stuck out to me was just how fun it is to, when they held a beer, I'd be like, ooh, uh, MGD, Miller Genuine Draft. That's funny that they're drinking that. Or Actually, I think this was a whole Miller-sponsored movie because I saw Miller High Life and I saw... MGD. Oh no, no, there were some red stripes down in. Yes, uh, I noticed that Jamaica. Jamaica. But in general, I love listening to the drinks ordered in 1987 in New York because it is a lot of like his first night at the bar when he's getting overwhelmed. <laughs> it's like I need an Alabama Slammer. Well, I need a you know. You got all Libre. those people shouting at him. Yeah, I was proud of myself because she says a Cuba Libre, and I thought, isn't that a rum and coke? And that's exactly oh. what happens. He says, he gets really mad. And he's like, you bitch, it's a rum and coke. <laughs> there, uh, it was funny. The ones I remember from that thing, somebody's like, give me a fryer tuck. Give me a dingling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Googled dingling. There's no such thing. The other oh, really? ones are real. There's, there's a, you know, he said it was sex on the beach and uh, 
There was a few I hadn't heard of. Hey, what's that drink that he makes with the egg? The red. You know, he's talking. Red eye. He's talking to Cruz. Red eye. Ah, uh, the red eye. They even said it in the movie. It's a yeah. beer with tomato juice, Tabasco, and a raw egg. And um, they make it so many times in the movie that I googled that one, and that does exist. So it's it's like a meat michelada. We should be doing that on this pod, or yeah. maybe the main feed one. Eh, who knows? But uh, is it safe? Like, is there something about like, well, the the you can eat a raw egg if it's like covered in alcohol, or is you just supposed to be cool with it? <laughs> you just gotta be cool with it. You can eat a. I think there's like dishes. You can eat a raw egg uh, if it has like lemon in the dish sometimes. But I'm guessing that liquor does that thing where it just cooks it. Let me Maybe? see. Let me go back to liquor is quicker. Yeah, oh boy, I don't remember. It doesn't go. say anything about the egg. Okay. Well, you went back to that thing, and yeah, that, uh, that the results are inconclusive. My other favorite thing about that little segment is when Cruz takes off soaking wet socks. Yeah, because he's been doing such a bad job. All the liquor's gone into his feet. <laughs> he <laughs> spilled so many drinks or just had such a bad time that his socks were soaking wet. Yeah, and he's such a proud guy. The, the nur- um, nurse, the waitress comes out to give him his tips. And he's like, uh, you keep it. I don't even deserve it. <laughs> I think with the sock thing, I think I read that there was a cut scene uh, that they, they had to take out of the movie where he went outside and he did the whole singing in the rain dance. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, they yeah. ended up, they shot it and they sent it over to some other movie, uh, actually called singing in the rain. And well, that works out that. perfect for them. I mean, they, they, they were like, missing that scene. We already made it. So they cut that old, that footage into the old movie. I think, I think that's what happened. Well, I was wondering when I was watching, I said, MGD, have you, do you guys drink that? Because I drink Miller high life, Yeah, but Miller genuine draft. I, the strange thing about it, you never—I never see it. It's got that black label. You see thirty packs of it, and it's a very cheap beer. But there was a time where that, I believe, was Miller's flagship. You know, because Miller High Life isn't just Miller; it's like Miller High Life, and then Miller Light, and then whatever the other. Is Miller there just is. a Miller? Is that what Miller? Genuine I think draft? that's what I'm asking. Is is that normal? <laughs> I listened to this podcast, Business Wars, and they did a season where they talked about Budweiser versus Miller. And I remember them saying Miller Genuine Draft was this thing where it was like, it's a draft beer that comes out of a can. So they're trying to mimic like a beer that's on tap. That's got to be the main, yeah. So there is no normal Miller, right? Yeah. Nah, probably not. Mm. I bet bet you it's just Miller Genuine Draft is, is Miller. Well, we should drink some MGDs next to some High Lives and say, oh, Ooh, that should oh. be a, We should do a taste test on uh, one of these blowouts. People would go apeshit for that. Yeah. They're doing the High Life MGD taste test. Uh, they talked about it, and I didn't think they would. <laughs> they are who? The Sloppy Boys. Well, what's that? <laughs> well, you got to listen to the podcast. Do you guys remember when we did the, uh, back when we all lived in that house, we, we taste tested Bud Light, Budweiser, and Bud Select? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, I, I don't remember these gourmets. <laughs> we tried to guess which was which, and nobody did. <laughs> I think now, with my refined palate, I think I could taste the difference between Bud Light and Budweiser, but I don't remember what Bud Select was all about. That was the blue bottle, right? It came in yes. like a... They came in like aluminum cans. But it had that, like the red crown was a little fancy. I'm oh, sorry, aluminum bottles. Oh, yeah. Well, I've had uh, Bud Light in those nor- those beach bottles. But I think Select was more like they said, hey, it's 2005 and all the all the Williamsburg kids are drinking their craft beers. What if we come out with Bud Select? <laughs> we'll never know. I mean, if this cocktail movie had come out 
2005 instead of 1987. Instead of the Upper East Side, we'd be talking to the hipsters out there <laughs> in uh, Macchiato land. It is funny for a movie, an, uh, a like cool New York movie in, in 1988, there's no cocaine whatsoever. Well, oh, it's yeah. a, ultimately, it's a Disney movie, right? It's like right, Buena, right, right, Buena right. Vista or whatever. Touchstone, but it is funny to be right? like, it's a Touchstone. cocktail movie. <laughs> in fact, it's called Cocktail. Yeah. Uh, I did like that line um, where like Cochran wants to drink with him, and he's like, no thanks, I'll have a beer. And he goes, beers for breakfast around here, drink or be gone. <laughs> or be gone. <laughs> well, he even says something cooler that I'll stick with the beer. I'll stick with the brew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because Cruz, after that, after that fateful night, Cruz is uh, inexplicably awesome at bartending and is super cool and beloved by all the women. <laughs> yep, yep, he's a yeah. cool guy. So, yep, the girls were making eyes at him. The, I love going back on how, like, Cruz was doing an impression of, like, a cut, guy cutting loose. When they're in his apartment watching boxing, the way he's like, ho, 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 oh, <laughs> boy, dude, like, well, this is what I should be saying when boxing is happening. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. The guy goes down the boxing match. He's like, good night, sweet prince. <laughs> oh, boy. There's yeah. this whole attitude that I, I hate so much in movies where when young guys uh, take on sort of like, almost like a princely quality and, and they talk kind of proper. I, I can't stand The that. whole movie is like when he and uh, Coglin are talking about like the Coglin's laws and stuff like that, they just, yeah. they're like back and forth is so catty or something. It's really like weird. They're not pulling off. And they do that thing where it cuts to them like drunk singing together in a park, oh. which is like so many fucking movies do this. I have never ever in my <laughs> life been like walking around singing and it's never a song and the audience knows. Yeah. It's just like, and she loves me and I did that. And it's like, this yeah. doesn't fucking mean anything. The acting of never happens. The, like the thing Cruz was doing where he's like, Kind of trying to think of the words and then getting them as Tom is singing or uh, right. Doug is singing them. I so think funny. it's cool. I think that what if we kind of were charmed by Coggins' law and stuff like that, and we were like, yeah, let's be those kind of guys. And then when that we were always kind of like walking home from bars, being like, good night, ladies. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, I tried to drop a Hanford's law just uh, a few minutes ago, and you guys didn't really take to that. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I okay, thought, cool. So I'll keep doing Hanford's laws. Okay. Well, you have to, in the movie, you know, he gives us some context. He's like, Coggins was a, a late 20th century philosopher that nobody regarded. <laughs> <laughs> regarded. The, uh, the other, like, movie thing about this movie, when they're in his apartment, whoever's apartment, like when they're watching the boxing thing, since the movie takes place in New York City, there's, like, on the fridge, two New York Giants stickers... There's a New York Giants pennant on the wall, a big poster with the New York Giants uh, like schedule. It was the only things on the wall were like New York New York Giants things. <laughs> and even those feel like it, in the context of like Tom Cruise and stuff, it feels like they should have just said football. Yeah, yeah, like brand new NFL. <laughs> oh man, isn't there a story? Somebody's got a great story. I think it might be Adam Carolla about Tom Cruise showing up to like a football party. Yes, it was like I I I. I Jimmy Kimmel has famous football parties every Sunday. And one time Tom Cruise went and just like brought a bottle of water and only drank that bottle of water and danced around a little bit and, and was like, this is a great game. And then headed home. Like he, he seems like he would bring a football to like a Super Bowl party. But I, I guess somebody asked him like, who's your team? And he was just like, 
paused and was like, hey, just hoping for a good game. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm not sure what... Uh... Well, I've never seen this before. Well, I just remember, hey, we've, we've encountered Tom Cruise in our Hollywood escapades, but I was just remembering that I delivered a script uh, or something, no, a gift to him some, when I was a production assistant, and I drove it not to his house, but to the celebrity, the Scientology Celebrity Center on Franklin. Ooh. Oh, we should have him on the blowout. So he was hanging <laughs> out there. Yeah, we, <laughs> because he's a celebrity. Yeah, do good numbers for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's like a, a that would be a blowout. I hadn't thought of that. That like, when you get big, yet I mean, when Marin had Obama, that was huge. That must have been big numbers for him. So I was gonna try and like get through like the plot of it, but it turns out it's not really worth doing. Huh? Like it's insane. I will say it it moves really quickly, uh, turn to turn. Like they try to bed each other's girlfriends. There's some infighting. Yeah. They break up. He they break up. You get the idea. He goes to Jamaica, meets Elizabeth Shue. Uh-huh. Coughlin follows him there, and they eventually do start like a business together. But uh, for all of the turns and the twists, and like, why go to Jamaica and back if this wasn't like based on an actual dude's life? Like, you just wouldn't have that happen. That's what's so crazy. No, because he also he's so mad because he thinks he's dating Gina Kershon and then uh, Gershon, and then Coggins like. Uh, hooks up with her and then tom cruise is mad so he quits and he leaves cut to when it's when it's in jamaica when they encounter each other in jamaica that's two years later and coggins just comes up to the am i saying his name right is it coggins i think it's coughlin like coughlin 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 how does it oh it's like spelled with a gh i thought it was c-o-g-g ah coughlin it's not cogsworth he will show you that character shows up a little later in (laughs) beauty and the beast taylor's are we allowed to sing that whole song? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, when when Coughlin arrives in Jamaica, Tom Cruise sees him and he's like, you old dirty dog, I missed you. And it was, they didn't talk, they're best friends that didn't talk to each other for, for two years because of this awful thing that happened, but then they don't, neither of them has a grudge. No. They were like happy to see each other. It's almost bad screenwriting. They're doing like kind of like a tit for tat on fake insults to each other. And Cruise says something that's like, it's like on his birthday, he gets an erection if the wind is right. And it's like, what? Oh, yeah. He's saying he's... Li- what type of what type of insult is that? What are you even talking about? He's trying to say that, like, oh, you're like a kept man who's boring and old. But um, on his birthday, as I didn't I didn't understand that part of it. I also liked it when, when they reunite, like, a, you know, a few reunite, reunitings later in New York. When Coughlin sees him, he's like... Flannery, my best friend, my only friend. <laughs> and then he he hits it again. He's like, yes, my only friend in the world. <laughs> and then his wife is like, you're the only guy he respects, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like they had to like set up what was going to happen later in the, in the last part of the movie, just in a few lines from him. Does he... Coughlin, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, uh, commits suicide by breaking a glass and shoving it into his neck? Like a fancy bottle of brandy, he shatters it and kills himself in a real classy way, I guess. But was he? Were. I couldn't tell if he was doing well or not. He was sad. Because it was all of his wife's money, right? Look, this movie's bad. <laughs> he he becomes... The, the whole point of the movie is like, look, no one's going to work their way up. There's no, there's no working class Joe that becomes rich. The only way to get your money is to just basically marry into it and be a sugar... Find a sugar mama in uh, Manhattan. So then when he does it, 
she gives him a club and she's rich, but he's miserable. And th- that would be fine if they just said like he felt empty and he was married to a woman he didn't love. Yeah. But he, he then says the reason he's miserable is because he made a lot of money at his club that she helped buy for him. And then he lost it on commodities and he doesn't have any money. So what, but what does he care about money? His wife I don't know. is eternally rich. So why did they make money be the thing that gets him? To be honest with you, I got a little uh, bored at the end and wasn't paying yeah, attention. Me too. I got a little bored at the beginning. This I movie would... is uh, an hour and 40 minutes, I think, and it feels long. <laughs> it's a long Someone line. should do a YouTube cut of it that's just the bottle tossing and the hippie hippie shake. <laughs> I, I think there's a that's like a thing where where Coughlin kind of has his Tom Cruise uncomfortable moment where he's like at the bar and he's like <clears throat> I don't care about anything you guys say I got the hippie hippie <laughs> shake and he kind of is getting back into da- dancing I love these guys that in 1987 are I don't know what year that song came out in but doesn't it feel like all of the music they listen to other than addicted to love all the music is from like 1965 and this is 1987 and everyone is like, wild thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the addicted to love part is great when Cruz keeps turning down the, uh, the volume so everyone can yell addicted to love. And then when he does it at one point, he's like addicted to love. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Cruz is about as loose and cool as like Pete Buttigieg in this movie. It's like it's very uh, politiciany, and he's got a funny little smile at certain points. Yeah, he's got a he's got you he's got a, a glint in his eye. He's definitely a guy who wants to take on the city. That's yeah. for sure. But I gotta say, as much as like I said it before, like as stiff as he is, I still think it's fun that like Cruz is being so cruisy. I like him. He was still free in those moments. If you don't have it's shocking to me that this is after Top Gun because that is an yeah. iconic hit. But I feel like Tom Cruise uh, doesn't get to be actually he's kind of bonkers in all of his movies sometimes. But like he's trying, he's bitten silly. My favorite when you mentioned the glint in his eye. Do you guys remember a moment where he's eating lunch with Elizabeth Shue and he's like sad because he can't come up with a million dollar idea and then he, he kind of leans in and he's like, "Come on." Get a hold of it, Flannery. And he, <laughs> oh, yeah. He does, like, it's like a line that a charismatic person could sell, but he's not, he's scary. When he he gets kooky. <laughs> he gets a little also, kooky. Also, his way of coming up with a billion dollar idea is like, is like Winnie the Pooh. Right. He just sits down and is like, mm, think, 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 think. And like, <laughs> he doesn't come up with anything. Like, they should have had him at the end just be like, I did it. I thought of one. <laughs> And then they roll the credits. I got it. Cut he's, to black. He's, he's, he's counting a stack of money. He's like, one million. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, before we close the book on Old Cocktail, we should talk about the slam poetry. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. It's yeah. maybe the cringiest part. At the bar called Cell Block? Yeah, right. At the, <laughs> at the, the hip bar. Uh, a guy stands up and does yuppie poetry and everyone. I hate that vibe when people are like booing in a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that guy, that little nerd who's doing his weird poetry, is he, he is selling it. As bad as that scene is and I don't like it. I like that little nerd. When Tom Cruise takes over and and then throughout the movie does poetry, <laughs> it's he's just, it's like watching a bad audition. It's like watching myself. I'm embarrassed for him. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, at the end of that one poem that he does in the cell block, Cruz is like, he's like, you might as well just take a shot. 
Woo! Well, also, I did. I forgot that all of the um, things he does are like innuendo. Right, he's kind of flirting with that um, girl. On the... And just seeing Tom Cruise like gyrate and like say orgasm and stuff, I was just like, I don't like this. <laughs> well, I don't like this. This is not my kind of poetry. <laughs> <laughs> How funny, though, that him gyrating doesn't work because you're like, the whole point of Tom Cruise, right? is that like this is supposed to be the sexiest guy on earth and it's a plot point that like those the they say you're sexy and he's like yeah like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right yeah. and we all agree Tom Tom Cruise is like a sexy man so why can't he why why here on the blowout here on the blowout yes we all agree on the blowout. that's the opinion of the blowout of, officially but then so why, why is he him gyrating why can't he pull off gyrating like like Matthew McConaughey gyrating, gyrating, everyone would love it. Whew. Just thinking about it. <laughs> Wear out the tape rewinding back to that spot. It is weird to see, watching it with the critical distance of like, yeah, he was people's sexiest hunk for like 10 years running. And uh, to watch it looking back and knowing how kind of stiff and weird he is now, you see it times a million in Cocktail. Right. Yeah. And it is just that, that weird cruise appeal. He's got cruise I mean, appeal, and I'm hooked. I like him. I like. I I always like him in everything, and he's weird. I think it's just funny that eventually we knew he was weird and we liked him. This is probably the moment where you're sort of like, is this is this guy going to be a star, or is this like just a weird kind of a guy? Well, it seems like it seems like if he's coming off a of to, uh, Top Gun, and he's in this movie, and I don't think anyone's telling him like, hey, you know when you dance a little bit like. Loosen up. What are you doing? <laughs> like he, he's, the, he's probably running the show on the set. <laughs> Mike, when you, you mentioned rewinding the tape, and it made mm-hmm. me remember there was a moment in this movie where I did stop it and go back a few times because I was trying to hear a line and I couldn't get it. And I was hoping it was what I heard. But when he <laughs> is forced to hang out with all the rich posh people and they go to an art gallery yeah, yeah. and he gets in a fight with a sculptor, uh, you know, he's like, Hey, what cockroach modeled for you when you made this art? Yeah. <laughs> the artist shoves him and is like, hey, back off, buddy. And then when Tom Cruise shoves the artist back, I swear he goes, you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy to say it. <laughs> I guess, in comparison to him. But no one's talking about looks at all. And it's an artist who cares. <laughs> he goes, and I, I listened three times and I couldn't tell. Uh, you're, uh, you're ugly. <laughs> my my rewind uh i had to go back and rewind um when they're at the bar at the beginning when Cruz is going to talk to his uncle who owns the kind of uh crappy bar in brooklyn mm-hmm. they're watching football on the tv and there's like scores running on the bottom and the first score is uh brown versus Penn, uh and then the other score is harvard versus cornell Ivy League schools that are not known for football and usually don't play on ESPN, but there they were right. on ESPN. Right. That's not, that wouldn't be on a TV at that far. That's weird. It just didn't sit, like the whole world is so strange. From that to the uh, cell block uh, uh, bar. Yeah, the three story bar with uh, <laughs> people leaning over the rails. <laughs> Where everyone all like stops to listen to something happening. The best bar in this movie by a mile is, is, Jamaica and we don't really get any bottle tossing down there. I yeah. based on my the cover of my Kokomo cassette single, I would have just kind of assumed actually no, he's not in Jamaica on that. But in general, in my memory, watching this movie for the first time, I would have thought he's in Jamaica tossing rum around. This is a fun movie. I feel like Jamaica gets shortchanged. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Well, fun fact, Cocktail won the Razzie in nineteen eighty eight. 
the Golden Razzies Razzies were around back then? They were. Oh, my God. And it beat Caddyshack 2, Rambo 3, uh-huh. Mac and Me, and a, a movie called Hot to Trot, which I looked up. Oh, is, uh, stars Bobcat, Goldthwait, and a horse. <laughs> Hot, Hot to Trot is it? I've seen it on Wonderful World of Disney. It's a, a, a horse kicks field goals on a football team. Um, I've also Caddyshack Two is so bad, so awfully bad. Have you guys I seen? I remember Ackroyd takes Bill Murray's spot, right? Yes, and he's not actually playing Carl Spackler, but he's playing like a groundskeeper type of guy with war flashbacks, and he. For no reason, maybe he is playing Carl Spackler. I don't know, but he kind of does a Bill Murray voice. And could you imagine if you were if you were recast to take take over your friend's role and you did an impression like, "Yeah, I'm taking like Bill Murray." <laughs> it's humiliating. Well, any closing thoughts on old cocktail? I I had one which is not about the movie, but just real quick because I said Bill Murray. I auditioned to be in that Will Forte movie, a futile and stupid gesture. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. I auditioned to play the role of Bill Murray, which John Daly did an amazing job at. But I bombed an audition where I did that voice, and I was like, "Hey, the gun, hey, Gilda." Oh boy, <laughs> that's got to be like auditions already are like awful experiences. But to go in and be like, "All right, I'm gonna act like one of the probably the biggest comedian comedic star ever." Get the tape. The one that, yeah, and that that tape. Oh, if that tape got out, that would Oof. be no good. <laughs> Slopheads, your mission is to find that tape. Oh, God. Everyone's going to be... That would be a kind of a good movie, though, is a bunch of Slopheads go across the country to steal back a tape. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Well, guys, that's it for Cocktail. I got a pop quiz coming at you. Hey! Get your pencils out. It's time for a pop quiz blowout quiz. This is a Tom Cruise edition of pop quiz. Oh, shoot. We all remember Brian Flanagan and Cocktail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but can you guess the titles of these other Tom Cruise films based on the names of his characters? This is kind of fun. Oh! Are we hands-on buzzers here, or just we'll just, we just say it? Well, I think here's how we'll do Don't it. Don't spray it. I'll give you the full name mm-hmm. of a Tom Cruise character. You buzz in saying your name. You're, you're saying your own name. I, can, I think I'll, I'll use his name from uh, Cocktail, which is Brian Flanagan. Yeah, and I'll use Wayne Gretzky. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you buzz in saying your chosen names, and then you get a chance to guess. If you get it wrong, your opponent gets a chance to guess. Oh. If neither of you get it in the first round, I will oh. then give you the year. Okay. Ooh. Same deal with the buzzing in, but then if nobody gets it, it's nobody's point. We move on, and it's <laughs> best of 10. Okay. I'm, I, if you say Jerry Maguire, I'm going to get it. Uh uh, God damn it, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm a little agent of chaos? Luckily, I prepared a backup. That was a joke, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, you want to do a Patreon blowout with your boy? You're going to get red. <laughs> okay, well, I will say this then. I have excluded Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible. Oh, because I would have got that. That's too easy. Mike, was that too easy for you? No, I would have gotten that. Okay. Before I even finished the sentence, I would have gotten it. Wow. It's not really a sentence. <laughs> what is uh, Mission Impossible? <laughs> Number one, Lieutenant Pete Mitchell. Brian Flanagan. Um, Tim. Uh, a Few Good Men. Wrong. Gretzky. Born on the 4th of July. Wrong. Damn it. 1996. 
1996, and he's a lieutenant. And it's not Top Gun, and it's not. Oh, um, it's a movie where he's in the Civil War, right? 1996 is pretty late. I mean, we're almost coming up on Magnolia time, which is oh, like fuck. a whole... Oh, fucking fuck. All right. <laughs> yes? Uh, I gave you the wrong year. <laughs> oh, give us the right year. That's okay. Okay. Here's... Let's edit. Let's try and edit this. Cool. That's pretty okay. funny, though, Jeff. All right. We'll give it in. <laughs> here's the correct year. It's because Tim guessed fucking Jerry Maguire. is supposed to be number one. It threw off my, my numbers. <laughs> All right. The correct year for Lieutenant Pete Mitchell is 1986. Top Gun. Yes, Tim. That's correct. Oh, it's yeah, Top Gun. He's a Top Gun guy. Okay. Lieutenant Mitchell is a Top Gun guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm on a roll. That makes sense. <laughs> Number two. Hmm. Lestat. Uh, Flanagan. Uh, Magnolia? Incorrect. <laughs> 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 oh, I, sorry, I was crying. Uh, Gretzky. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say The Last Samurai. Incorrect. Oh. Ah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I got one. The legend. year. Legend. The, we got Buzz in, and I got to give you the year. Okay, you give me the year, and I take back Legend. Go. 1994. 1994. And the name is Lestat. It's a French name? Lestat. L-E-S-T-A-T. Wait, 94 is like when I was paying attention to movies, too. I should know this. Oh, yeah. It is a French name. Lestat. Uh... Oh, I got it. Oh, boy. I have got it. Tim. Flanagan. Um, Interview with a Vampire. Correct. <gasps> yeah, baby. God. Yeah. See, here's what I was thinking. If you want to peek behind the curtain, I think French. And then I think New Orleans. And then I mm. think, there you go. I thought it was that movie, The Paris Prince, which a lot of people don't know about. Uh, yeah. Cruises in the Paris Prince. I knew that Dutton didn't know about that movie. So <laughs> yeah. The Paris Prince, he plays a prince from Paris who then ends up um, climbing the Eiffel Tower. Number three. <laughs> Dr. William Harford. Oh, these are so hard, Jeff. Okay. Doctor. Dr. William. Oh, uh, Gretzky. Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I may have seen that movie once or twice. <laughs> Certain Very scenes nice. uh, selectively. Oh, come on. Well. <laughs> Did you guys know that uh, Steve Martin talked to Stanley Kubrick about playing that role? Yeah, I think you told me about that. That's so yeah. funny. Like, That's my years, story. Like, <laughs> That's my anecdote. <laughs> in like the 80s though, right? Yeah, he went to Kubrick's castle and there was a big pile of dog shit on the floor and no one was doing anything about it and he thought it was weird. Number four. <laughs> We're doing 10 of these? Oh. Yeah. Well, if you stop chit-chatting during all... <laughs> but it's kind of so, cool to hear the behind so the scenes. <laughs> okay, number four. Les Grossman. Oh, uh, Hanford. Uh, I heard Tim first. Magnolia. No, no. It's Tropic Wrong Thunder. Tropic, <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. That's uh, Gretzky. I'm Ooh. giving it to Gretzky, baby. <laughs> and rolling right into number five. <laughs> Stacy Jacks. Oh, who is Stacy Jack? Flanagan. Flanagan? Rock of Ages. Yes. Ooh. Man, he's been in so many movies. Number six, Frank T.J. Mackey. Flanagan. Oh, Hanford. Flanagan. Damn. <laughs> Magnolia. Correct. Damn. 
I did. These... I guess that one like four times. <laughs> now see, now, now stop guessing it. Now, now is the perfect time to cool off on that one. Yeah. Yes. And Tim, uh, you've got four. Mike, you've got two. What? As we go into number seven. This is insane. Chief John Anderton. Flanagan. Flanagan. Minority Report. Damn. Yes. Timmy. Tim, you are you are a, a film freak, cinemaphile here. I love celluloid. I love each frame. You love the you love the art house pieces, and you love the popcorn picks. Yeah, if it's in the mise en scène, mm-hmm. then it's good to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Number eight, Joel Goodson. Flanagan. Oh, damn it, Flanagan. Risky business. Correct. Oh. I, f- I should be in the Academy. <laughs> yeah. You know they almost called that movie Risky Bisky? <laughs> they almost were going to have a typo, or did they want it to call they it? They almost wanted to do it, and they said, let's use a real word. Go ahead, Jeff, with number seven. <laughs> Coming at you. This is number nine. Here we go. Number Lieutenant. <laughs> no? Yeah, yeah, it's number nine. No, I'm just pissed because I'm so far behind. Number nine. Lieutenant Daniel Caffey. Flanagan. How many? Flanagan. Is this a different lieutenant than the other lieutenant? Yeah, how many lieutenants well, the, does this guy play? The first lieutenant was AKA Maverick in Top Gun. Right. This one, I'm, I got to say, this one, what is it again? Lieutenant who? Daniel Caffey. Few Good Men. Correct. Oh. Give me a bet. So number 10, this is number 10. This is it. This is number 10. This is it. And Mike, you've lost, but please keep playing. I, I, I'd like to. <laughs> I'll let you. Thanks. Number ten. We could just say whoever gets this one gets it. Oh, that'd be interesting. Sure. Does that sweeten the deal? Yeah, that'd be great because this could be a win for me. All right, this is a tough one. Fuck. Number ten. Austin Danger Powers. Flanagan. God damn it. Gold member. Yeah, baby. Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say Mike Myers played that guy. Yeah. Tim wins the pop quiz eight to two, and that's a blowout. <laughs> oh shit, it really is. Yeah, a that's a blowout, blowout. Damn. Well, I feel like an idiot, and uh, maybe I should have watched a lot more Tom Cruise movies instead of this cocktail piece of shit. I feel like I'm finding out that I'm like a Tom Cruise fan. I knew I liked him, but I would have never. If you guys said, Tim, what's the whole? Th- what's your main kind of a thing? <laughs> I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have said it's that I love Tom Cruise movies, but I guess I do. Do fan clubs exist anymore? Yeah, they're online. Yeah, I guess. I guess, yeah, it's Instagram followers. Yeah. That's what stands are. You, you know yep. what stands are. Yep. Well, yeah, Stan it. was a song by Eminem and Dido. I know. You know what that sound means? When I start singing Dido from the song Stan, we are wrapping up the blowout. Oh, baby. Folks, that's the blowout. If you uh, if you want to hear more of these, you hear them all the time because you're Patreon people, right? Thanks for subscribing. We this is great. Yeah, thanks for all the Patreon people who are subscribing. This is great and great job, you guys. Yeah, this uh this went well. This is I think we keep doing them. Not a bad yeah. idea after all. Let's keep them going. We'll be talking about movies, music. TV shows, or any other kind of crazy topic we can think of and want to talk about. Are the weird kind of freaky things we like. Well, we're going to get out of here. F- uh, follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at, at Sloppy Boys. At The Sloppy Boys. Yeah, that's what I meant. At The Sloppy Boys. And listen to our uh, albums. 
Hey, and it, yeah, our albums are on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. And if you got like a question or a, a, a something to say about the podcast, you can email us at the Sloppy Boys Podcast at gmail.com, which is brand new. I might uh, I might do that myself and uh, run a few uh, questions by you guys. Yeah, it's also good to you know send just a test email to see, make sure that your your Wi-Fi is working. Yeah, I, I might email and say, "What was the final score of that cruise quiz?" <laughs> Eight to two. <laughs> Eight to two. All right. Well, I just I might run it by the email just to make sure the email. Yeah. Okay. Better luck You're next sp- week. <laughs> you want you're double checking to see if you won. I could. I don't remember what the actual. Because if my oh, number was higher. This is a weekly. Than... This is a weekly quiz show. Well, it could be a quiz. It could be something else. Or one of one of you guys could do a quiz. I thought the quiz was fun. Oh, okay. I'll put All a right. quiz together, but I can't fathom myself being to come up, <laughs> be able to come up with ten things. It'd be one. Probably what, what subject? I would do a quiz about a subject that I know a lot about. Probably uh, microbiology, something like oh that. Oh my god, he's so smart, Jeff! Wow. Isn't he smart? Hey, we're we're gonna get killed. He comes across as smart. Oh. <laughs> he comes across when he when he says that one sentence. I've listened to him for an hour, but that one <laughs> sentence was smart. Yeah. That's our show, everybody. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs>